twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Themester. And I'm Anthony Roque. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll tell you about a new desktop dual-band base station from Klein Electronics that looks a lot like a particular and very popular low-cost Chinese handheld transceiver. We'll give you an overview of its features and specifications and reveal the retail price. Get ready. It may not be what you expect. We'll also review the AlertTech EA200 series call boxes and take some of your questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. Recently, Klein Electronics announced the launch of the new black box dual band UHF VHF base station. It's compact, repeater capable, and can sit on your desktop or hang on your wall. It also looks oddly familiar. It does. I mean, my when I first saw this new base station from Black Box, um, I mean, my my first thought is, hey, that's a somebody built a box around a, a Baofeng UV5R radio. <laughs> now, I don't know, of course, what they what it is, or you know, inside we don't have one of these. It's not available quite yet. But um, my second thought was, hey, that that's pretty innovative, and and that might be um, of use to a lot of uh, people or businesses. I mean, it it's basically. A four and a quarter inch square box that is um, one and a half inches tall. They advertise it as a dual band UHF VHF base station, um, but toward the right side, it looks like the imprint of um, a Baofeng UV5R radio. Uh, the button layout is is similar. Uh, the screen is similar, and that, of course, that's just the most popular radio with that layout. There are yeah, a lot yeah. of different model numbers with that same layout and since i haven't used one of these radios we don't really know what what's inside of it or uh if it was um designed from scratch by the folks at black box um who knows well when i first saw it you know my first impression of it was wow somebody finally put a a uv5r in a box and i want one of these you know that i i want to base station just like this and i was i was pretty excited about it um you know looking at it though when black box said well you know according to their youtube video anyway it says it's it's 100 percent engineered assembled and packaged in the usa i thought to myself well uh, maybe this isn't what i thought it is maybe it's 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 something else um so i wasn't sure and um you know, I've looked at this, the spec sheet, and a lot of the features on the uh, the sheet provided by Klein, it looks like it has all this, pretty much the same features 
as the the popular uh, yeah it, the feature list is suspiciously familiar I guess is is the word I would use 128 channels um, Vox dual band PC programmable uh, voice prompts um, you know a lot of a lot of the the same features are in there but then it also has that classic look of Belfung's most uh, probably most recognizable radio. And that's why we're mentioning here, because I think people are going to look at this right away and say, oh, that's a UE5R in a box. But uh, but is it really? We, we, we don't really know. We don't know. We're going to have to get one of these and, and take it apart, or at least uh, find out what the FCC ID number is, or mm-hmm. um, look, at, look at it in a more detail than, than we clearly have. Um, now there are some definite differences. I mean, and not, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it is, because it is a base station. Yeah. Uh, for one thing, uh, the the push to talk button is also the speaker. It's a very large button, and it it's a speaker. You press the speaker, and it's a push to talk. Anthony, you you thought that was kind of gimmicky at first. What's that? Or the push to talk button? That's a speaker. Yeah, I just think it's it's. Uh... I don't know. It, it seemed kind of gimmicky to me. You know, it's. Yeah, I agree. I've never seen I, anybody else that does that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, the Rytron call boxes and stuff like that, it just seems, you know, they're using. Yeah, they have their uh, own little button. They got their own know? little button on the little base station for, for the push to talk. Um, I think I, I'm, you know, curious to see how much of a beating that thing could take. You know, when you're mm-hmm. push to talk and your speaker in the same. You know, just doesn't sound very durable to me. And it does. It, it looks kind of gimmicky to me. But considering the size of the box, it may, maybe it may have been their only option. I guess maybe they couldn't fit a a small push to talk button on there. Who knows? Actually, I think it, it seems kind of practical. But I agree with you on that. Uh, that I just don't how durable is that? I don't. I'm not so concerned about durability. I just don't think it's very intuitive. I think that. Um, if you had a separate button that was labeled push to talk, it would be more obvious than, you know, someone that hasn't looked at a manual probably isn't going to know to press the speaker to talk. So, yeah. Um, and, um, looks like they might write it on there. I mean, it's hard yeah, to I'm tell. I'm from a picture, so it it's looks hard. looks like to... it might have something uh, put, maybe says push to talk. They don't have too many pictures of it, and as I recall, the video didn't really have an actual demonstration of it in use. They, they just had uh, images of it. Uh, but now the the other thing that is really neat is the fact that it has an easy wall plug. It says so. It's basically it's yeah. got a built-in, uh, I guess, a, a built-in transformer of some sort to to uh, to transformer maybe on the plug as well. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I didn't see the the actual plug, so I don't know. Um, uh, one thing I can say for certain is um, it's not made by Balfung. It's not a product that Balfung has made and Black Box has rebranded um, because um, we purchased Balfungs, and I emailed mm-hmm. my uh, contact there, and uh, they said it's not their product. So, Actually, what they said was uh, it's not their products. Not <laughs> not their products. <laughs> um, so um, what? Um, and again, speculating, what I believe is happening is probably um, the folks at Klein or Black Box are probably buying boards from a UV5R or similar looking radio, and, and they probably engineered their own box that they mm-hmm. mounted those into. Um, 
which is a pretty good idea. I think there is a demand for a product yeah. like this. I, I really do. Uh, small base station, um, there are a lot of potential uses for it. And uh, they're clearly, based on the price especially, they're clearly targeting this for business use. And, and on the mm-hmm. flyer that we have from them, uh, they're uh, pointing at job sites and warehouse, retail and club stores, front desk, reception. So um, clearly the target market is the business uh, customer, not a amateur radio or consumer-oriented uh, use. Well, we get to the price in just a second because that's a whole different discussion right there. But, but looking at the the chassis and everything, I mean that you know the volume knob looks a lot like the one on a Balfong, and and the keypad, the antenna has that kind of standard uh, Balfong rubber duck look. Uh, display looks pretty close to it. Even uh, the uh, the accessory connector on the side is exactly where yeah. a, a um, UV5R or similarly modeled radio uh, would be. So it's going to be a natural inclination for for a lot of folks, particularly uh, say ham radio operators who see this, who who are who use it all the time, and and some some uh, business radio users who use the uh, Balfunks uh, will also probably recognize it. But um, I think it's it's in a nice little box. It has a wall mount option, so you can hang it on the wall. It's got rubber feet, so you can stick it on the desk securely. And uh, let's see, the it's only, what, 4.24 inches by 1.5 inches, uh, and it only weighs about 17.28 ounces. So it's a pretty compact and, and light little device, so it's not like it's you know it's going to really take up a, a huge footprint or anything. Now, I'm curious um, about the wall nice... mounting. They, they do show the rear, and there is a, um, or the bottom, and there is um, sort of a groove. Yeah. Um, for mounting on the wall, and it says wall mount option, but it, it appears the antenna is kind of fixed where yeah, it is. It sticks I mean, out with, with the antenna. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how they resolve might, that. It might poke you in the eye. If, uh, well, is that a little? Wait a minute. Is that a little thing at the top? So maybe we could screw it onto the top. Uh, I, I don't know on the side. I was thinking that that's the port for the DC plug, oh, okay. but maybe it All is right, a, yeah, an alternate antenna location. I'm not sure what what the antenna would do if you did a if you mounted uh, on the wall. Pictures aren't very um, are very detailed and, and you can't really get up close and, and take a look, but that's a very good point. If you hang this thing on the wall because when it's laying on the desk, the way this is set up the antenna sticks straight up. It's mounted on the top and sticks straight up. So if you turn it and put it on the wall, it's going to be sticking out. Right. At somebody. <laughs> so I don't know. That's, uh, um, you know, if they had some kind of a swivel option where it could swivel up, uh, maybe that's, but it doesn't look like that yeah. sort of option exists. Maybe the. Uh, I mean, if the antenna is removable, and, and certainly it would be, um, I don't think that's a safe assumption. I guess you could replace it with one that does swivel. They, they do make antennas, sort of yeah, like on a, yeah, a Wi-Fi router, that pivot. And uh, I've seen those for, for radios. Um, you don't see them very often, but I know they're out there. Maybe that's what it'll end up shipping with instead of the, the one that's pictured. Yeah, so I don't know how that'll shake out putting it up on the wall, but... Uh, um I don't know. We'll just have to see. We'll have to look at the product uh, 
uh, when it starts to ship and, and really see what, what it's all about. In any case, it, it does, for all intents and purposes, to, to anyone who is familiar with uh, the Balfong radios, it does look like a, a Balfong in a box. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it really does. And, and I think it's innovative, and I, I like the direction that they've gone. I, I think that even if that's what they've done, it shows some creativity, and it's it's... I mean, there's nothing wrong with the the Balfung UV5R. It's a very popular radio yeah, for yeah. a reason. So, building a different enclosure for it and um, giving it some base station type functionality is, is a pretty good idea. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it, it, it doesn't look bad. And and I would, uh, when as I said before, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, I want one of these. It'd be great. I'd, I'd love to have a little base station set up on on my desk. This this would be nice. Then. I heard the price. Yeah, the, the price is going to take consumer use completely out of the picture and yeah. amateur use. I mean, it's it, um, MSRP or uh, retail price is $239. And that's not really the MSRP per se, but right. that's, that's pretty that's much what, what the average retail price. we told the retail price is going to be uh, is 239 So it's, it may be a little on the pricey side for... Um, Amateurs or um, consumer use. I mean, this. Uh, yeah. Well, anybody who is used to seeing, you know, and that's my concern about it, mm-hmm. is that uh, people are going to see this. People who are familiar with the the Baofeng radios, like the UV5Rs. They're going to look at this, and their first thought's going to be, "Oh, this is a UV5R in a box, or or a Baofeng in a box." And then they're going to look at the price, and they're going to they're going to have sticker shock, and they're going to say, "What in the world is going on?" Uh, because they're not going to be expecting. They're going to be expecting it, uh, you know, because the the UV five R is like a forty dollar radio. They're going to be expecting something maybe fifty sixty dollars, and, and and my thought was eighty bucks at the most, but uh, two hundred you know forty dollars is going to make people do a double take, you know, and they're going to say, wow, that's pretty expensive. But once again, uh, you know, in defense of Klein here, is that we really don't know what's in the box. Yeah, so, two things. We, we don't know what's in the box. We don't know, um, and we don't know until we get one of these what it actually is. And also, it's not their market. I mean, I believe that they um, designed the, the case for this, the, the engineering that goes into the, the speaker push to talk button. And, um, you know, I guess there's probably adapters for the antenna and the volume control, things like that. They had to do some engineering here. And they're selling it to businesses. They're not, they could probably care less about the amateur radio That's market. That's what it's, you took the words out of my, out of my mouth. But what I think is is going to happen is when this radio goes online, you're going to see reviews on the product. Like this thing will go on Amazon or will go on buy2wayradios.com, and people will go and, and write a negative review just based on the price and the fact that it looks like a UV5R. Yeah, there'll be people saying, Oh, I like the radio, but the price is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, you're and, going to see reviews yeah, like that. It's, it's, it, you will, and there'll be a lot of people complaining about the price. But once again, um, we really don't know what's in the box. And we second, don't know what's in the, we don't know it, what it costs them to engineer this thing. It, it may be completely reasonable. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with a company making a profit, and there's nothing wrong with if if a business is willing to pay it. 
then fine. And they're not going for, for amateurs here. They're clearly, based on the price, not going for the amateur radio market. And to be perfectly straight with everybody, uh, you know, for full disclosure on this, my first thought when I heard the price was exactly the same. I thought, my goodness, you know, that, that 240 bucks, that's that's ridiculous. And, and I said, maybe, maybe half that. <laughs> but 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 not that much. But then I started thinking about it, and uh, and we started talking about it. And we said, well, okay, is this really a UV five R? Is this something else? Plus, it says made in the USA, and then you know they're making the claims it's one hundred percent engineered, and and uh, you know that uh, I don't understand. I'm going to need some clarification on the hundred percent engineered in the USA. That, yeah, that... because because there's going to be some argument there about that. I mean. Okay, from and we were talking about this the other day from a component level. Okay, okay, people get their components. Any anything made in the USA, a lot of the components are not made in the USA. They're made somewhere else. Uh, and on the component level, uh, yeah, I can I can still buy the one hundred percent engineered uh, and assembled in the USA kind of thing because you, you get the components and you, even though you design and engineer the board, uh, so, but from the board level, you know, as long as it's components from somewhere else and you design the board that to me it still comes under engineered in the usa but if you're buying the board already with the components assembled on it i i kind of take exception to that i'm not really sure that that you could really say 100 percent engineered yeah but that's just that's just my take on it again um assuming that they're buying a board from a uh Chinese manufactured radios similar to a UV5R. Um, if if they're buying that board with the display and keypad and all that and just putting it in their box that they're building, I think it's a little disingenuous to say it's a hundred percent engineered in the USA mm-hmm. if that's what's happening. And, and maybe again, that's not happening. I don't know. Once um, again, we we don't really know. And before everybody gets all up in arms saying that, oh, yeah, but look at the the front. It, it's obvious the form factor is the same. Well, look at all these other radios out there from all these other manufacturers that look just like Baofeng UV5Rs or other Baofeng radios. Uh, you know, who, yeah, who's well, to I say just got where back from really IWCE going? in Las Vegas a, a few weeks ago, and the, there were probably 15 radios that we saw it's that looked exactly world. like yeah. this, yeah, this UV5R. So who knows if I'm saying Baofeng UV5R just because that's the most popular one with this. That's this one everybody's form familiar factor. with. Yeah, really, it, it may not be that. And maybe uh, Klein has designed everything from the ground up here in the U.S. Um, who knows? Well, also consider this: the made in the USA part of this. Um, you know, in, in China, they're assembling stuff, and they're getting paid, what, a buck an hour or less than that? Uh, here in the U.S., uh, if it's assembled in the U.S., it's going to cost more anyway. For sure. Because of the, you know, the wages. Paying somebody $15 an hour to assemble something like this, Absolutely. it's going to cost a lot more. And, um, I mean, you got to think of scale, too. Klein's probably not expecting to sell a million of these like Baofeng is. So yeah. <laughs> There's probably a lot more work involved in assembling this than than it would be a factory that's pumping out a hundred thousand radios a month. Mm-hmm. So before everybody goes out and starts yelling about uh, this being a Baofeng in a box, I'd say you know maybe we should all just kind of step back and just get all the facts first and find out what's really going on here. Yeah, if, if you're offended by the price, if you feel like you're paying 
$240 for a $40 radio, don't buy it. Yeah. There, go, go, go get a UV5R and make your own base station. That's <laughs> it can exactly be done. right. <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> and if you're a business that thinks this will be an ideal product for what you're doing, then it's probably worth $240 to you. Okay. Any other thoughts on the... Uh the uh, uh, black box base station. I'm excited to see one. I'm I'm ready to get one in here. Um, haven't decided if we're going to sell it at buy2wayradios.com yet, um, but um, I hear they're really close to being released. Mm. Hopefully, we'll know more soon. All right. Well, coming up, we'll review the Alert Tech EA200 series call boxes. What do we think of them? Well, we'll find out next on the Two Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy two-way radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a series of wireless call boxes from AlertTech, the EA200. Well, this is a new uh, new product we've added in the last couple months. Um, they uh, they approached us, thought we'd be a good fit for their, their product that they're uh, introducing. Um, the Easy Assist, that's what your EA stands for, uh, it's from AlertTech. They've got a couple different uh, style of uh, you know call boxes, I guess you would call them for mm-hmm. for many different applications. Um, they've got your standard uh, non two way model. We'll call it one way. One way. Yeah. <laughs> what we mean by that is basically, you know, if you go into um, you know, there's a certain retail store out there that has these little red call boxes all over their store and. You press the button if you need assistance with getting some off top shelf or have a question about you know a chair that's in there, whatever. You hit that button, and it sends an automatic message to the employees. Right, um, like, like customer needs assistance in aisle rope. seven, whatever. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, in other words, they can't talk back to the you know the employee can't call and say, "Hey, I'll be right there," or whatever. Um, but then they've got a push to talk model, which um, is uh that's where the two-way comes in right one way to two-way it'll press the button it alerts the radios and um the person that receives it can talk back to the other radios uh, or to the person that hit the uh the uh, call button it's like a uh, traditional call box exactly yeah exactly um i liked this uh this product uh looking at it um you know we've carried some other call boxes over the years and 
I think these are more geared towards a lot of our retail customers. Yeah, I think retailers are going to love this. I mean, it's a, a sleek-looking product. Yeah. They've got, um, I guess, sort of a plexiglass cover, and you can um, print up your own inserts for what it shows on the front. You That's just right. kind of print up your own label to go underneath the, the you glass. Know, push for assistance and all that sort of thing, and, and then put your own logos or your own company moniker on it. Right, and and the, the company Alert Tech will even do some of that for you. If you've got mm-hmm. graphic requests and you want to purchase a few of these, they'll take care of the graphics and and printing the labels and all that for you. And of course, we'll coordinate that at buytwoweradios dot com. That's right. Uh, this thing is pretty light. I mean, the Easy Assist two hundred and the the uh, the indoor version. Now they have an indoor and an outdoor version. We'll get to that in a minute, I guess. But the indoor version is really light, and it just basically hangs on the wall. You can pretty much hang it anywhere. And um, has a glowing call button, and when you when you press it, when the call is active, it sits there and glows, and and um, it, there's not much more to it. I mean, it's it's not a complicated device. No, no, no. You just program these things to talk to your radios. Whenever someone presses the button, a message goes out over the frequency that your radios are already set to, and that's really all there is to it. It's a, a great convenience feature for customers or um, you know, there's so many uses for these things. Anthony, you were talking oh, about yeah. golf courses golf being courses. a potential. Um, I mean, the ones that we're talking about the one way, the regular 200 model, um, you know, the way they distinguish them is a, the, the 200, and then if it's got the, the two-way community, you know, the push-to-talk, it's a PTT after, PTT, the, part, yeah. after the 200. Um, but basically, like the 200, it's got two customizable messages. So, in other words, when Danny presses it, he hears, you know, something along the lines of someone will be with you shortly. But the radio, Rick will hear on his radio, assistance needed at the back door, you yeah. know, or whatever. Uh, Rick put the donut down. Danny <laughs> needs your help. Um, what, uh, one thing I really liked about this was the program, how easy it was to program it. I like the Rytron products. They're a pain to program. It takes... Um, to program a call box, it takes me about 15 minutes. I could probably program 15 of these in 15 minutes. It's all done yeah. by, I don't need a PC. It can be done by PC, right. um, which that would be the quickest way. But you can go in and change. The user can go in and change. They don't need the software. It's a little LCD screen on the inside, and you change it. We compare it to programming a like a CLS 1410 radio. I mean, it's along the same lines. And that's a good comparison because it has the same built-in frequencies. Exactly. One and two watt radios like the CLS series, the the Kenwood TK3400s. It's compatible with those right out of the box. And, of course, a a dealer like buy2wayradios.com can custom program this through the PC, like Anthony was saying, to any frequency you need. Yeah, if if you've got itinerant or if you've got special for, you know, your – you know, licensed frequencies that are you know specific to you, then the, yes, it can be done. Uh, it can be done with the PC and software. But um, I, I can think of a ton of applications for for these uh, items. Um, you know, there's I got a lady that I'm matter of fact I'm taking her five of them tomorrow and and uh, a couple CLS radios and she's gonna put five up around her building and um, you know it's. Uh, I think it's what one watt. I think is what they advertise it as. It's you know they say hundred thousand square feet, which yeah, that's that's pretty typical. Point um, six mile range. You know, so you know. I, her building's about eight thousand square feet, so it'll be more than enough. But 
um, to be able to have that all the way around uh, so folks will be able to not only her vendors coming in but you know guests that are at her office can can also get a hold of her but um, so basically two models available the indoor version like what Rick described the easy assist 200 um, the easy assist 200 is the indoor version that is just one way mm-hmm. you know with customizable uh, uh, messages and here I'll throw some pricing out while you're going through the models. It's three fifty five fifty for the EA two hundred. Okay, that's um, the base model. Yeah. Yep, and then the uh, the EA two hundred with PTT. Uh, that's the one that's an indoor version, but it's got the the two way capability. And that one is four forty five fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get up to the the, the nice exterior models. The um, yeah, these the, are the, the outdoor H- versions. Yeah, the outdoor yeah. versions that are weatherproof. And you get the HD model, which, again, is like the one-way version, uh, you know, with the, just the message only. Um, and that one's uh, 53550. Okay, and then the 200 HD with PTT. Um, yeah. That one's uh, two-way, and it's 62550. Exactly. Yeah, and, and these outdoor ones, I love the look of them also. Right now, for our warehouse, we use a Ritron call box for our, it's our huge. deliveries. Yeah. Um, like if uh, someone's not back there at our freight door, uh, the, the delivery driver can push the call box button. And it's a really big box. Um, and it probably would have been better for us to go with something like this if it were available at the time. That's right. Smaller there, and nicer looking for sure. There is one caveat to these that I, I'd like to point out for for anyone who downloads the spec sheets from our website at bytwowayradios.com is that it does mention uh, you know the power options. It does mention that the indoor ones take six internal AA batteries and the outdoor one takes uh, three internal uh, C size batteries. But it also says here that there are. Uh, that it takes uh, lithium-ion batteries, double-A uh, lithium-ion batteries, and uh, and uh, the C lithium-ion batteries in the 200HD. Uh, I was told by uh, Alert Tech that that is a typo. It's really just the alkaline batteries, pretty much what it takes. Yeah, just use regular alkalines. Yeah. Um, I, I do like that with the batteries that it lasts one year on batteries. Yeah, that's averaging like 10, 10 uses a day yeah, is what they average Yeah, 10 pushes per day, is, it gets one year on, on a fresh set of batteries. So that's, that's pretty good. That's really good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, it's, uh, um, I think it's a good solution for, you know, employee can't be the same place, you know, everywhere all at once. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if, if somebody needs to get a hold of somebody or if they've got a desk that – you know, you don't want to keep customers waiting too long either. If they come up to a desk and somebody's not there, whether they've gone to the restroom or they're in the warehouse, whatever, you don't want to keep them waiting. You don't want them to go, well, I'm getting patient, I'm leaving. Give yeah. them something to push so they know, hey, somebody's here waiting. Yeah, the, these are the types of products that will save a business money over time for sure. I mean, you this, this means you need fewer employees to be manning an area. And also, it means that you've got happier customers because they're not – if you're not going to add more staff to cover your entire area, where customers may be, a customer is going to get sick of waiting and leave. Yeah. Well, I also want to point out that uh, the message can repeat. You can set a repeat on the message, too. So if somebody doesn't get it when they push the button the first time, um, the message repeats periodically uh, until the message is received. 
And uh, I think you can customize the delays and the durations. Yeah, you can the, change the all that in message the repeat. In the a lot of options with yeah. these yeah. things. It's pretty yeah. impressive. I so, like them. I, I think it's uh, they're they're a good addition to the website. And I think, like I said, I can think of a ton of applications that could. Um, it's funny being in the business. I always think of like when I go out on my own when it's not work related. Man, I wish these people had a <laughs> an easy assist, or you know, or man, they need two way radios if they. You know, instead of somebody having to, you know, I'm checking stock on something, instead of them having to run all the way to the back, call whoever's back there on the radio. And, and this yeah. is another one of those things that I think a ton of applications could benefit from it. Now, I don't think this would be a replacement for Rytron. I think this is a, you know, each one has their, their place. I think the, the Rytron products are really, really more of the heavy-duty type. Are. These are more uh, lighter-duty. And, and for a lot of retail stores that look at the Rytron and say, oh, this is too much of a call box for us, this would be a perfect product for them. I think there's some overlap, but you're right. These are one watt. I believe the Rytrons are more powerful. The Rytrons allow you to connect an external antenna. But if these provide the coverage, I don't think outdoor durability is really an issue. If you go with the HD versions of these, they're fully weatherproof. That's right. But take a look. Com- yeah. Compare yeah. yourself. All right. Any other comments on the, uh, the A200 series? Nope. I think we covered it. All right. Well, we've got some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Uh, and uh, this one comes from Bob. He says, uh, just getting back into CB use after 50 years. I recently purchased a Cobra 2000 stock radio with a CR577 power mic. If I attained a technician ham license, could I use the above radio to speak on both the 10 and 11 meter band legally? And that's from Bob. Um, What's the model again that he, he said he He said purchased? a Cobra 2000 stock radio. I'm yeah, I'm not familiar with that radio, but there's a lot of 10-meter radios that are, are modified for CB use. People do that in order to get above the 4-watt limit. Um, so if he gets his ham, if this is one of those radios, and I'm not sure right off uh, if it is or not, um, but he would be able to communicate on 10-meter ham with it. Yeah. Um, but most likely it would have too much power to legally transmit on CB. Yeah. And it's hard for me to say for sure without knowing that model. All right. That's all I've got for right now. Uh, I guess that's all the comments and questions for this episode. Send in your comments and questions for Danny Anthony or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. All right, I guess that does it for this episode. Before we go, anyone, uh, does anyone have any final comment? I don't think so. No. I don't want to talk about the the, uh, the Balfungs in a box. <laughs> I think we covered that. Uh, <laughs> I think we covered that pretty well. Okay. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at PyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.